This program is a community service and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. Listeners having questions about their health should make an appointment to see their personal physician. Any opinions or statements made during the program are those of the individuals or physicians making the statements and are not the opinions or statements of the hospital. This Healthy Conversations COVID-19 podcast was recorded on October 13th, 2020. Being in the midst of a pandemic means that we're all taking extra precautions with just about anything that we do. But what precautions are necessary when it comes to how we eat during COVID-19? We're going to talk about it today with Andrea Ninau, the Director of Food and Nutrition Services, and Ali McDonald, a registered dietitian and the Clinical Nutrition Manager, both at Twin Cities Community Hospital. This is Healthy Conversations, the podcast from Tenant Health Central Coast. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, it's great to have you both here today. Ali, my first question is directed at you, and it's a fairly simple one. Is it actually safe to eat during COVID-19? Absolutely. And it's actually very much encouraged. <laughs> so we, we definitely want to avoid malnutrition during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that there is so much fear around basically going outside and, and doing anything. So maybe this kind of leads into, you know, how we acquire our food, shopping at the grocery stores or figuring out the right items to select. So Ali, staying with you, I'd love to hear any tips that you might have around how to shop at the grocery store or select items that might be better choices than others. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely important to follow the guidelines that, you know, whatever grocery store you're going to or in whatever state you're in, follow the guidelines for social distancing making sure that you're using hand sanitizer as you enter the store, if that's provided, staying, you know, a healthy distance away from other shoppers, but also really keep in mind that there is no current concrete evidence that the virus is being transmitted by food or food packaging. So while you want to maybe avoid touching high-touch surfaces like door handles, it's really not something you need to worry about when it comes to selecting out your produce in the produce department, for example, like a fruit or vegetable. That's not really a high-touch surface that we really need to worry about. It's more we want to make sure that you're getting the food that you need and just keeping in mind that the virus really hasn't been proven to be transmitted by food or food packaging. Yeah, that is certainly a relief to hear. You know, I I do still think that there's going to be some apprehension just around how people bring their food home and handle their food. So, Andrea, do you have any tips around how people can best do that? You know, to follow along what Allie said, there's really nothing to show that you need to, you know, wipe down all your boxes when you get them in your house. General food safety rules still apply in COVID. So, you know, when it comes to fruit and vegetables, even before COVID, we it's a good practice to wash them before you're going to consume them because you're not going to heat them up to a point where if there was any bacteria on it, that it would get killed. So, you know, following just safe standard food practices that have kind of always been around. So washing those fruits and veggies, a big thing when it comes to meat is thawing it appropriately, not leaving it out on the counter at room temperature. You know, we always want to thaw our meat either in the fridge or through a microwave or with running water, constantly pouring over it, not just sitting in a bowl of water. All of that still applies. And You know, watch your dates on your items, especially if it's a product that can spoil. Just make sure that you're consuming it when it's it's at its adequate amount and appropriate shelf life. And 
not kind of exposing yourself to something harmful at that point. And Andrea, I want to stay with you for a moment. I know Ali touched on this, how there's no real proof that anything is transmitted through the food itself. But I know that people listening to this will be wondering about the safety around going out to eat on, and eating outdoors. Are there any tips that you might have for them or things to be aware of if they do decide to eat outdoors at a restaurant? No, and I think going out is something that could be really valuable. I think sometimes we have to put our emotional health first, and I think going out to eat, getting a different change of environment is really healthy. And kind of just like Ali said, just when you are in those situations, follow the guidelines with social distancing and everything like that. But restaurants are taking the same amount of precautions as you know the rest of us. And so again, when it comes back to the food itself, we know there's not really a concern with that. So just following the, the general guidelines when you are out in a public area is all you really need to do. And Ali, I want to move on to you here. I just want to ask a little bit about any foods that we might consume that can help boost immunity or are just in general helpful for helping us keep healthy during this time. Yeah, so first off, I think it's important to note that the immune system is a very complex system. And just like we don't want an underactive immune system, we also don't want an overactive immune system. So boosting it isn't really what we're looking to do. We're really more looking at supporting it. So yes, there are nutrients that play a role in the immune system, like vitamins A and C and zinc. However, really the evidence doesn't show that a higher level of these is really going to cause the system to function better, but rather just an adequate level. And how do we get this? We just really by eating a balanced diet. So getting your fruits and veggies in, getting your starches, your protein, your dairy, it's all going to be really important in maintaining your health and, and really giving your body the best chance at fighting things. And Andrea, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but you know, there are people, for example, that need to come into the hospital for whatever reason that might be just nervous in general to do so during a pandemic. And they might also be thinking about food safety. So what exactly are the hospitals doing to keep food safe for patients? Yes, food safety in a hospital has always been a super high priority. It's probably the number one priority I have being the director of a food operation in a hospital. And to be honest, since COVID started, there's nothing new we've had to do because we've already had such strict processes in place to keep our patients safe and healthy, especially when, you know, they might be in a situation where their immune system's more compromised and their body's already trying to work to fight something off. So we have a lot of practices in place. We take temperatures at the, at the end of every cooking process to ensure that that food item has gotten to a safe temperature where we know we don't have to worry that bacteria or viruses are still potentially present in the food. We take temperatures before anything even goes on a patient plate. And then again, when we're in the middle of our service to make sure that that food is maintaining at that correct temperature. And then we have domes and bases that the the food actually gets put on and sealed under so that that food, once it is plated, can hold a safe temperature before it gets to the patient. And we always try to get our food to the patient within 15 minutes of it being plated, but those domes and bases can actually hold that food at that temperature without it even dropping for upwards of 45 minutes. So if a patient has you know, a procedure or they're busy with their nurse or something else, it's okay for it to sit for a little bit and it will still be safe for them to eat. And Ali, I'd love for you to expand a little bit further on the actual delivery of the food to patients. Can you talk a little bit about how COVID has changed things in that respect? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we've taken some precautions in, you know, making sure that patients who maybe do test positive, we're not going from room to room and spreading anything. So, you know, that patient population, we have the nurses deliver the food rather than having the same individual go from room to room and potentially spread something. And I can add on to that too. We also tend to deliver those patients on disposable dishware so that we're ensuring that anything basically that goes into a COVID positive patient room doesn't need to come out, which also limits the exposure for the nursing staff, but also ensures that you know, used plate then doesn't need to come back to the kitchen to be washed. It can just be thrown away in the room once the patient's done eating. Yeah, that is very reassuring to hear. So, you know, just as we wrap up here, I would love to know what you both are doing just as people on the front lines. What are you doing at home to keep some normalcy in your life since COVID began? Andrea, why don't we start with you? For me, the biggest thing has just been getting outside. I love the sun. I love you know, just getting, I feel like I get a lot of energy and just clarity and emotional health and mental health when I'm outside and just getting to breathe in fresh air. So even if it's something small, which is going in my backyard and sitting on the grass for 15 minutes a day or anything like that, just very simple little things that have kind of refreshed me is just simply getting outside, to be honest. And Ali, what about you? Yeah, I think that really making sure that I still have a lot of interaction with others, even if it's not face-to-face. I've found during all of this that there are some pretty ingenious apps that let you FaceTime with your family and play games and that kind of thing. So really continuing to, to interact. And I heard someone say we shouldn't call it social distancing as much as we should just call it physical distancing because really just like diet and exercise are really important and a, a part of a healthy lifestyle, so is relationship and interaction with your loved ones. So taking advantage of, you know, the wonderful technology that we have these days. Well, I think that is great advice and a perfect place to end. I thank you both so much for your time today. That's Andrea Ninau, the Director of Food and Nutrition Services, and Ali McDonald, a registered dietitian and the Clinical Nutrition Manager, both at Twin Cities Community Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode of Healthy Conversations. For more information, please visit tenanthealthcentralcoast.com slash about slash podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. This has been Healthy Conversations, the podcast from Tenant Health Central Coast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.